ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on the Use Guys in That podcast. I'd like to thank Vandalay Industries and, of course, AgorasNexus.com, the premier sponsor of the Use Guys in That podcast. Deeply appreciative. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up on the BitChute page, please go there. If you want to check out the video, that's where we'll be hanging out indefinitely. Uh, BitChute. BitChute. And uh, if you want to check out the Patreon, there's bonus episode every week. Lots of content going back over two years. So if you want to check that out and support the show, that's great. Really appreciate it. Uh, before we get started, we're not going to be doing Separatists this week. That installment will begin probably next week. Um, I hope you've been enjoying it. I've been getting some good reviews back from that. So thank you for those who, could, uh, who you know, let me know what they think. Uh, before we get started, I do want to shout out um, uh, Alexis. Uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, Alexi, we, we're huge fans of you. Uh, friends in the family, Facebook, uh, friends on the Insta, Dustin, uh, your, your, your kid, uh, Lexi's going through a tough time right now. She had to have a biopsy, uh, oh, no. for, for the breast. Unfortunately, the results weren't the best. Um, so she's going to have some stuff, uh, some stuff is in the air right now, but, um, Lexi, we're thinking of you, uh, fam. We love you. Uh, please. You know, just know that we're we're totally in your corner. You're 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 a rad chick. You're a good mom. Uh, we're I'm a huge fan of your family. I uh, love to see you guys together and stuff. And you know, I was real. I was super bummed when I saw that. Uh, but at the same time, she's been telling all the ladies on the family Facebook to check your titties. So here's a great example of why you know maybe you should think about it if you haven't done so. Uh, but uh, we're in your corner, man. Uh, we're rooting for you. And no matter what it is, uh, you know, if you need somebody to talk to. But Lexi's a stand-up chick, man. She's she's a force for good out there. I get she gets sends me a lot of stories. One of them we're going to talk about. She sent me um, on a, on the Insta. But uh, you know, we wish we genuinely wish you nothing but the best. And um, she's she's hard as fuck. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. But all the best to you and your family uh, with whatever transpires. And she's been really open about it on the family Facebook about what's been going on with descriptions of things that I don't understand. So she breaks it down in layman's terms. So, uh, best wishes. Um, now that we got that uh, taken care of and discussed, I'd also like to start off something a little bit more positive before we get into the trenches of garbage. Uh, we'd like to we'd like to put this up. Now, this isn't about T-Dog. Um, for those of you that listen to B-Side, T-Dog is just slinging dick everywhere. This guy is on a different level. Now... We're going to watch this and perhaps, you know, it's a short one. It's, I think, less than two minutes. Go ahead and enroll that, please, for everybody. This is uh, powerful stuff. Okay. Powerful. Really good. And, you know, I'll be looking at asses and shit, and I seen little yoga pants coming out the nail salon. So I looked, I peeped the ass out, and I was like, damn, she thick as fuck. Turn around, TT. I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? <laughs> Double cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon, hella ass, the sun is still out, my nigga. <laughs> the sun is still out. Double cheeked up. I mean. <laughs> it's good. The only time I, I ever felt that embarrassed um, had nothing to do with checking anybody out. I was at a Best Buy back in the day when they used to sell music, like CDs mm -hmm. for used kids. And this guy starts talking, and uh, he was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I literally, without, like, I, I don't know, I, was, I had a Dropkick Murphy CD or something, so I'm, like, holding the CD, and I look over, right? And I look over, I go, I go, oh, not too bad. I, and he continues talking. I'm like, what the fuck? And he turns around to look at me, and he had one of those Bluetooth devices in his goddamn ear. Because, you know, back in the day, there were no AirPods. It was a Bluetooth device that mm -hmm. you talked out of one ear. Here he is talking to somebody else. And I totally embarrassed myself at the Best Buy. I couldn't return there for at least a week. It was really, really embarrassing. So that happened to me. But I've never checked anybody out being all double-cheeked up coming out at the nail salon. And it's TT or T-Dog. Maybe it's T-Dog. You know, check it. He's like, I, pee I peeped that ass out. And it's TT. Now the question is... What is TT doing at the nail salon? Do men go to the nail salon? Does that where men have their nails taken care of too? Uh, sometimes men go there and, you know, like, because a lot of the times, now I'm not saying females don't suffer from, you know, toenail fungus or whatever, right. but like guys in particular, you know, um, 
suffer from the the feet fungus sometimes toenail fungus and um they go and they have it like you know professionally like drilled off and then they get a top coat so it helps like you know keep the condition at bay you know or sometimes they just like to go and uh they get manicures you know i mean there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you like no 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 no, i'm not there there is no judgment here i was just I wasn't aware that um, a lot of men stopped in. Do they do ingrown toenails too there, or do you got to go to the doctor for that? I don't know what the Chinese people do at the, the nail salon. I thought they were Vietnamese. Viet, Vietnamese, yeah, or whatever. Not. Uh, it's gonna sound. I, I sound racist. I am not trying to be racist, but like I've never had my nails done by a white girl. It's what about always... an African American girl? No. No. Vietnamese men only. Really? Yes. Not even Laotian. They got to be Vietnamese? No. I mean, that's where that all the nail salons I've ever gone to. Okay. All like, right. I mean, I've done my nails myself. I'm the only white girl that's, you know, done my nails. Um, okay. But, like, professionally, they're, they're all... Is this something that they're known for? I'm not quite sure, but any nail salon that I've went to... Um, that's not like part of like your hair salon because like my hair place does nails, but like I give them enough money, you know, and like, I don't always like to like get my nails done. And I feel like I have to like keep that service up because like, I see the person for my hair more than like, you know, so I don't like to like mix the two because if I wanted to go and get my nails done, I could, and then I don't have to go back there for a while. I don't feel committed. Um, <laughs> to spend the money <laughs> like you do when you have a regular relationship with somebody. So I have never had my nails done, um, you know, by anybody Okay. Else. So, yeah, it's not a racist thing, I promise. It's just what I've dealt with in my life. We know you're not a racist person. We it just sounded that. really bad. And it did. It really did. And it I didn't good. mean for it to sound that way, so it's, I apologize in advance. It's all right. It's okay, uh, you know. I'm sure there's a few people on the bit shooter who are like, yeah, that's right. Oh, goddamn Vietnamese. Well, um, I yeah, just wanted just to be clear. There. Okay. <laughs> you know. Thank you for the clarity. Yeah. Thank you for the clarity. Um, yeah, I, I've never had my nails done, so TT was there with ass double-cheeked up on a Thursday while the sun was still out. And uh, my man was down bad, and he was peeping that ass, and, you know. There's nothing to be embarrassed. T.T. had a great ass, I guess, you know, and yoga pants. T.T.'s coming out of the nail salon with yoga pants. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe he himself is a practitioner of yoga. We don't know what T.T. was up to. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of times that I've seen guys wearing maybe, like, questionable, you know, pants that maybe they probably (laughs) shouldn't have went out in public with. like Questionable pants. Yeah, like, so, like, guys sometimes guys do this thing where like you know they wear these really really tight pants or tight skinny jeans because like that was like you know all the rage and style i remember or whatever oh yeah and then like the shirts on top of it so like if you don't see like if the person is wearing a hoodie and they have their hood up and you don't see like it's a guy you Mm -hmm. might mistake it for a lady because of the tight pants and nature you know, so then you're like, oh, it was really a guy because like, you know, I mean, you can't really from a distance, you can't really tell if it's sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. Like if you got a little bit more, you know, ass than the average man, Double you know, up. I mean, sometimes guys have like bubble butts and stuff, you know, so, uh, I, you know, I've, I've I'm, I know everybody's seen it. You know, it's sure. hard not to see things sometimes when people walk in front of you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't I've not confused man ass for girl ass before. Uh, I usually unlike our friend in that video, I don't peep a lot of ass. I just I don't go anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of my time is consumed with taking care of my dog, um, laundry, uh, working. Yeah, you know the, the regular tasks of middle aged life. Uh, that have consumed me. But yeah, I'm not usually by the nail salon, but even then, I, ha- I don't peep a lot of ass. My motivation now, if I was peeping some, like some, with somebody like a cheeseburger or something, that I'm definitely checking out. Like, what, so what do you have for lunch over there, sir? I, you know, I can't help it because, like, some people just put it all out there, like ass and titties, and, you know, like they, this is true. they walk past you 
and like they don't have any fucking clothes on and like you can't help but look because like it almost for a second looks like they're naked and you're like is that bitch naked and you're like damn don't you got a sweater or something bitch like that's what i think but i'm i'm conservative as you can see like i try not to like flaunt the ladies or put that ass out there no i mean i i just i dress a little bit different and sometimes i'll wear a low-cut shirt or whatever like but for the most part i like you know try to cover that up okay well teach their own yeah. and uh we wish tt the best um again i can't confirm if that's the same person as t-dog from the b-side conversation last week um you know, T-Dog, he's, he's, you know, yoga pants for T-Dog, I'm not sure. He's packing a lot of heat. He's uh, packing a lot of heat. A lot of ass. Understand. A lot of ass, though, in those uh, yoga pants. So, uh, getting to the, like I said, we're not going to do Separatists this week. Separatists will be probably be back next week. Another um, installment in that series. We're kind of looking at what's been going on lately. There was a mass shooting the other day in California from a gun that's already illegal in California. Wow. Uh, look at that. Uh, Gavin Newsom says that the Second Amendment of the Constitution of these United States um, is a suicide pact. He is saying this while walking down the street flanked by heavily armed individuals telling you that it's a suicide pact. Now, we know we have listeners in California, and bless you all, we're not talking about you, obviously, but that man is insufferable. It's insufferable, and I'm sorry what happened to those people that were murdered by this maniac. Uh, it's uh, it's it is a super duper tragedy, and we're sorry about that. But again, this if the law existed to prevent such an incident from happening by making this specific weapon illegal, of what use is this law? That, that no matter how many you pass, there's always going to be a son of a bitch. Who's going to go nuts and try to hurt somebody? The only way to answer this is, well, we already talked about this. You either you either believe in that solution or you don't believe mm-hmm. in that solution. There's no negotiating. There's people probably in different countries that listen that these these Yanks are absolutely out of, your, out of their mind. Because that's, you know, the nickname they give us or whatever. And that's fine. You can think whatever you want. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Again, I, I, do you, you remember there's a story in Texas. This is the beginning of the century, which is wild. Uh, they had, I'm not saying this is nice. I don't, I think that you should be allowed to do this. It's free expression. They did a draw Mohammed contest mm-hmm. in Texas. And these individuals who were not pleased with this, I forget if they were part of uh, the group that allegedly attacked the Twin Towers or if they were part of the other group that the, uh, is even more crazy, uh, you know, the the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, um, or Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, I forget which one it was, rolled up to uh, do some damage over this, and they got blown away in the parking lot. Okay. Because it's Texas, yeah. and um, they didn't come hot enough, so they got checked the fuck out. Uh, I, I think that that's where that happened. It was a Draw Muhammad contest. I think so, too. Um, again... This shit doesn't, you, know, you got to make it hard for these people or at least get them to think twice before they go in there. Anyway, it's a big tragedy, but Gavin Newsom sucks, guys. He really, really, really sucks, and um, I can't believe he's going to run for president. Putting up ads in Florida saying that California is the land of freedom and opportunity. Uh, if you believe that, I mean, you should move there. If you really believe that, you should move there. Is California better than North Korea? Of course it is. But as far as the United States is concerned, a lot of us would like for California to get closer to North Korea by pushing it into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, our, our listeners, not, of course, they're, they're, we'll move them to Nevada. That would be nice. Uh, but there's no hope for that shit. It's wild. Now, moving on to another despotic piece of shit that is in the, uh, you know, the lower 48, the Fruited Plain, uh, is in Chicago, Stan, um, in Illinois. With mm-hmm. a, with a, with an S, not Illinois, Illinois. Uh, we got listeners. Uh, one of them reached out to me a little while ago. Found the pod. Uh, all jokes aside, there is the, the S is silent, is it not? Yeah. Illinois. It's Illinois. Name, but I say Illinois too because I think it's funny. Um, it's kind of like folks that I met from Stark County that put an S at the everything. I'm going to Giant Eagles. I'm going to Aldi's, Walmart's, 
Like, there's just an extra S at the end of it. I don't know what the deal is in Stark County, why that happens, but... Again, maybe those of you that live in Stark County can go ahead and educate me. I've asked one person, and they looked at me like I had two heads. Like, I've never heard that. Okay, but I hear it all the time. It's because it's like New Yorkers who don't think that they have an accent. But yeah, you, you come over from, you know, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, you're going to hear it. Anyway, right. so this is facing a spike in robberies. Little Village Street vendors say mayor's suggestions to go cashless won't keep them safe. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you know, the crack addict that looks like she has big bug eyes. I mean, she looks sick. Like, she, she needs uh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of mental health help. She really does. Uh, recently said helping vendors not carry cash may deter robberies along 26th Street. Vendors say they want, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure I feel about this, want more police and, less, uh, uh, carry, and carrying less cash would create other problems for their businesses. Street vendors dealing with a surge in robberies blasted Mayor Lori Lightfoot this week after she suggested they stop carrying cash to avert further crimes. Vendors and city officials said they've been they've been seeing an increase in robberies in Little Village Business District on 26th Street over the past few months. Southwest side aldermen have been speaking out on the issue since late of last year. During a debate last week, Lori Lightfoot defended her approach to public safety and how she's tried to address street vendors' concerns. One strategy, she said, officials are considering are helping uh, vendors transition not using cash and better securing money. We've been in Little Village working with those street vendors, understanding what the nature of the crime is, making sure that we're doing things in concert with them to help them make sure that their money is secure, not use money, if at all possible, using other forms of transaction to take care of themselves. But other candidates, elected leaders, and vendors say going cashless isn't feasible for everyone. It wouldn't solve the issue on its own. Mm-hmm. Mayor Lori Lightfoot telling Chicagoans who have been robbed to stop carrying cash is one of the most out-of-touch statements I've ever heard from the mayor. Representative Jesus Garcia said in a statement Thursday, Garcia who is also running for mayor, served as the 22nd Ward Alderman covering Little Village from 1986 to 1993. The problem is crime, and she's done nothing about it. Now she's blaming the victims of crime for being robbed. Uh, Alderman Mike Rodriguez said his office has posted workshops with the Little Village Chamber of Commerce to teach vendors about the possibilities of accepting payments other than cash to reduce loss in the event of a robbery said there are apps and equipment vendors can use for free. But Rodriguez stressed that that is not the only way to help reduce the risk street vendors face. For anyone to state going cashless is the answer is ridiculous, he told the Block Club. It can't be the whole playbook. Uh, The alderman said he's also planning to meet with other city council members to discuss uh, the solutions. Other vendors have also been robbed in Gage Park, Brighton Park, and near Chinatown, Police say going cashless could make operations harder for some vendors say before, you know, not to get too much into the weeds on this one, but being robbed and Lexi's the one who sent me the story and she made the point like the robber's going to pull a gun on you and say, give up your cash. And they're going to be like, oh, we do cashless business. And the, the, the thief is just going to go on their way. Like if you're, if you're using a the smartphone, they're going to be like, oh, all right, well, you don't have cash. I mean, well, they're going to steal whatever the fuck it is that you have. You don't have cash. They're going to steal food. They're going to steal uh, equipment. They're going to steal whatever. This is in one of the most uh, heavily regulated uh, places in the United States when it comes to gun control. All right. Cook County, Illinois is also one of the most dangerous places in North America. All right. Putting it into some very elite company. All right. Detroit being one of them. Okay, let's let's get that straight. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why this has to continue to happen. If you know, again, if these folks didn't feel comfortable, like I, I the idea that you are being told, well, you're being robbed. So we want you to carry less cash. Bitch, why don't you address the reason why they're getting robbed is because you're not providing. If we're going to play this game about social contracts and all this other horse crap. Why aren't you doing more to protect these people and, 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 and protect commerce? Exactly. That's the whole point. Like, I mean, they should be able to protect themselves, um, you know, but supposedly, you know, everybody entered into this social contract where you automatically 
you know, are into the system, you pay taxes, blah, 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 blah. The taxes are supposed to go help fund things such as the fire department and the police force and the this and the that and all these services to, you know, help people who need help. And these people who are, you know, selling food on the street or whatever vendors on the street obviously need more security and the government is taking their money and telling them they're not going to get any more security. Solve it yourself. Yeah, and I'm surprised. The problem is, is like you couldn't put together like, um, like uh, not to be funny, a you know, left wing mil- people's militia, right? Because you can't have like the people who are following the law, they can't use firearms. No. But the people who are robbing you, most certainly are using firearms. Right. And you know, somebody says here, this is a quote, you know. This is what this guy, this guy uh, Zitlali, I don't know if that's Italian. He said, these are technological people who get it. There are, excuse me. But it's complicated taking credit cards. We have to learn. It could also be worse because if people come and rob you and there's no money, they could attack you. That's kind of the whole point here. They're just right. not going to move on with their day. No. Um, a man who sold churros. I love a churro. In the area for 15 years and asked not to be identified for his safety. Boy, I hope there's more than one churro vendor. Uh, said he luckily hasn't been robbed. While the robberies have occurred in the early morning hours, he said he sells during the day and doesn't feel too unsafe in his experience. People don't want to pay with something other than cash, he said. He said also using something to accept credit card or phone payments could come with some extra costs. We will pay more as well, he said. Olga Martinez said she sold street food on 26th Street for more than 25 years. She, too, said she'd recently been robbed. Of course I have fear, she said, on the possibility of being attacked again. Martinez also said not having cash wouldn't prevent her or others from being physically harmed during an attempted robbery. The Chicago Police Department said they don't have data for exactly how many vendors have been robbed recently, and they couldn't comment on deployment strategies. Well, this is from the department who ran literally a torture chamber. They mm-hmm. actually had an off-site torture chamber for people. Yeah. So I'm not surprised they don't have any goddamn data, they don't have any information, and they can't comment on anything. Okay? No. They're, they're, they just don't have time for that. What a disgrace. A shame on all of them. How horrible it is. Uh, moving on again, my, uh, the issue again, we're talking about the police... Shout out to the Free Thought Project and Matt Agarist, who does, just does a phenomenal job. Uh, tremendous, tremendous work by the Free Thought Project. Huge fan. Uh, this is from Cherokee County, North Carolina. All right? Okay. <clears throat> SWAT team wakes up, couple shoots unarmed, disabled husband, attempts to cover it up. If you read the original headlines in December 2022 after police uh, filled... Uh, Police filled Jason Harley Klopfer, 41, with bullet holes. You would have thought that the police acted heroically and saved the day, as usual. Headlines, however, especially when they involve official statements from police, are often wrong. Klopfer confronted officers, forcing them to shoot the suspect. Police initially told reporters who unquestioningly printed it. Of course they did. I mean, that's just the way it is. The official statement from Cherokee County Sheriff's Office reads as follows. Uh, at approximately 11 p.m., Cherokee County 9-11 Communications received a 911 call indicating a disturbance with several gunshots fired at 1790 Upper Bear Paw Road. It's a hell of a road name. Cherokee County deputies were immediately dispatched and arrived on scene at approximately 11:17 p.m. Deputies attempted to make contact with the alleged shooter, but was unsuccessful. Recognizing there was an armed suspect present and the potential for a hostage situation, Cherokee County Sheriff's Office obtained a search warrant requested assistance from Cherokee Indian Police Department's SWAT team. The, suspect, the suspected shooter engaged in a verbal altercation with officers and emerged from a camper trailer and confronted officers. Members of the Cherokee Indian Police SWAT team fired upon the suspect and wounded him. The suspect was transported to Erlinger in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he was last reported in stable condition. However, the big however, 
Video footage was released over the weekend showing this description was a lie. Big shock, right, everybody? Yeah. Cloffer never confronted anyone, complied with officers' orders, was unarmed, and had his hands up when the officers filled him with bullet holes, sending him to the hospital fighting for his life. According to police, they arrived at the scene the ni- that night over reports of shots fired. They wrongly accused Klopfer uh, of, ho- of holding hostage, holding a hostage inside his home and deployed a robot camera inside his home. As the video shows below, the robot camera wakes the sleeping couple who then get up to see what was going on. As Klopfer and his wife walk out the front door, both unarmed, they put their hands in the air before officers open fire. Klopfer collapsed. What the hell? His wife screamed at officers while helping him. He's shot. What the hell did you do? Despite shooting an unarmed man and knowing that he's bleeding out inside, officers yell for Klopfer to come outside. He could not. As cops finally entered the trailer, Klopfer is faintly heard telling them, I don't have a gun. I didn't have a gun. After the SWAT officer drags his body from the trailer, they realize they are on camera and quickly acknowledge it. Fuck cameras, an officer says after seeing the video recording device. Hmm. Um, makes me want to put some uh, cameras in my house, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, police then turn the lights back on as they appear to put on night vision in a futile attempt to cover their actions, apparently unaware that the camera had night vision as well. Cloffer, who was disabled before the shooting, had been in recovery ever since, having undergone multiple surgeries. He has been sharing his recovery on Facebook and says he and his wife are staying out of state, claiming they fear for their lives with the Cherokee County SWAT team giving them ample reasons to do so. You should see the gruesome picture that this man has. Uh, can you share that, Angel? Sure. Can you please share that? For those of you that are watching the video, um, it is absolutely, this man got tore the F up. It's really bad. It's it's really nasty. I mean, he got a, he got a half zipper right up the middle of, of the abdomen. I mean, he just got tore the hell up. Uh, really, really bad stuff. In a seeming attempt to cover for the gross negligence, police have charged him with communicating threats and resist, obstruct, delay. Coffer said he is innocent of all charges, and if the video is any indication, he's telling the truth. This is more of the same mm-hmm. from your security force, as Scott Horton calls them. Um, I know that there are blue liners that will make any... If you give them any scenario involving the cops whatever the case may be they could be caught running death camps my favorite lines are context question mark or they're just following orders or they're doing what they're told what irritates me to no end and i hope it irritates you as well those excuses just following orders and just doing what i'm told at least from the Nuremberg trials, were determined to never be an excuse for doing something horrible. Okay? Now, what are you going to tell me? Well, that's for people uh, who, who are serving in the armed forces, uh, not, not, not the cops. Okay, so that's good enough for uh, the, the men and women that go and fight in wars, right? But that standard is too high for those who are, quote, peace officers. I'm sorry, I don't follow. I don't. We, you, those, there are rules of engagement for warriors who go to war. But for peace officers and then to fuck about, get mad because they're on camera. And these folks have every right, like I have every right to be scared. Because I tell you what. If you think that that revenge isn't a serious thing, or these folks can't be targeted, you're you're living in another in another universe. Yeah, like it's a very serious concern. We wish him the best. I'm glad that the that uh, he he's not dead because a lot of times these folks are straight up murdered, and there's absolutely no justice that is ever carried out. You don't have to be an anarchist, a black flag waving revolutionary. I expect pushback from conservatives because no matter what, they're going to lick the boot no matter what it is, okay? I just think it's awful that it's okay. Like, 
if somebody does something wrong, whatever, there's certain things, there, there's things that, you know, there's laws, okay? But that doesn't give the right that, for police to murder or abuse somebody. Yes. They, they should not, like, there should never be a situation where somebody is is beat to death or shot and almost dies and they're not threatening the police. If they're running away, let them run away. I agree. Absolutely. Search their fucking car. Find the shit that you were fucking looking for. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll find it. <laughs> like, <laughs> One why, way or the other. I mean, yeah, why, no, I get it. Why, why are these incidences occurring? Great question. It, they, it doesn't need to happen is the entire point. Like, there are things... There are situations... Not, not being a police officer where if I maybe had, like... You know, maybe I was carrying, maybe I was, you know, trained in martial arts, whatever, mm. and somebody tried to approach me and harm me and I had to defend myself. I get it, right? I might have to do something in, in which I defend myself, but if I approach somebody aggressively and they're not doing anything and I'm the aggressor and I'm the attacker, I'm the fucking problem. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I I mean, there is no, like, blue line there. That's just fucking fact. Like, I can't behave like an asshole at my job, and I, you can't fucking go around beating and murdering people. Like, it, it's unacceptable. I don't know why this is still happening in this day and age. The police force is, like, beyond me. Why all this shit is set up the way that it is, it's set up for failure. Agreed. It's ridiculous. I, I agree 100% uh, with what you said, and it's it's a huge tragedy. Um, even, you know, no matter, again, there are folks who will defend any action. Um, the, even, in, no matter what it is, if you go on Twitter, you will see it. The boomer cons will come out. The Like, Matt Agaris will post this. The Free Thought Project will post this. Scott Horton will post this. And there will be somebody saying, well, should have complied. Well, you should have been following. You know, these guys are just doing their job. What more do you have to do when you have your hands up and you're not fucking doing anything than to fucking comply? Agreed. Like, these people are moronic, okay? They're the same people that say, I hope you don't need the police. Bitch, I hope I don't need the motherfucking police. Because they're going to kill my ass. If I call them, they might kill me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Kill your dog. Right. Like, yep. I hope I never need the fucking police, because you know what? Something bad's happened, right? If I have to fucking call the police, like, they might murder me, and I'm terrified to call the police. I don't want anything to do with the police. Yeah, if it can be avoided, I certainly wouldn't want anything to do either. And, again, people can believe whatever they want to, and that's fine, but I think the evidence suggests that there is a very serious problem, and the fact that... Um, you know the police unions they they fight so hard against reform and it's i don't know if it's ever going to be possible for us to see any meaningful um I, I guess any meaningful change or any meaningful reform uh, especially when one party in this country is support them you know back to blue no matter what mm -hmm. okay no matter what which, by the way, you would have been a fucking Tory during the Revolutionary War. I hate to tell you, you've been a loyalist. Um, the equivalent of a blue line flag on the back of a, on the bumper of your car was the uh, the you know 1776 equivalent of putting the the Union Jack on the back of your fucking buggy. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, support the red line. Red line. Red lives matter. You know, God save the king and all that. I mean, I, again, I, I the. You can, if you want to make the case for that, you know, it's just a few bad apples. Why is it that when people step up, step forward and say, hey, we have a serious problem. These, there are terrible atrocities that are happening. Those cops get fired. Okay. Yeah. They get let go. There is no, there's an internal investigation and then they discover that they've done nothing wrong. Okay. The Miranda ruling happened and the police were against it if you brought it forth right now to get rid of the miranda warning 
uh, the, reading your your rights. You have a right to remain silent. Anything you can uh, say, uh, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney. If you can't afford one, one be, will be provided. Um, if you want to stop talking to us, you may do so at any time and request an attorney. If you think the police don't support getting rid of that, you you I mean you really have lost the plot. Of course they do. I mean, I know that you personally are a huge fan of watching these psychology things where how the cops break down an individual mm-hmm. and give them the impression that, you know, cooperating is going to lead to something good happening. And again, buyer beware. I, at this point in time, if you're dumb enough to trust anything they have to say, you have you you are meant you I mean, you're mentally ill, like really mentally ill. Even for CCW folks, and by the way, pay fucking attention very carefully. It was recommended that if you are involved in a self-defense incident, even a, a, a blatantly obvious one, do not say anything. Do not say anything. You just say you were, I mean, you say one thing, I was in fear for my life. End it. If they want to talk to you, they're going to have to talk through your attorney. I'm not joking. Don't say anything. Don't even say anything. Okay? Just say lawyer. Be very careful. Because the as the I cannot stress it enough to folks, you, you you can't talk your way out of an arrest. But you certainly can talk your way into one. Yeah. Shut up. Don't say anything. Including in self-defense uh, uh uh, yep. incidents nope get a lawyer lawyer up right away you don't have to tra- you do not have to talk to anybody nope you do not have you you can be cordial you don't have to cooperate and say anything it's not going to lessen shit nope. they're just trying to pin you yep i agree yeah that's it's 100 percent right so beware folks take care of yourselves remember you and you alone are responsible for your own security and when uh what is it, uh, when seconds count, the cops are a good eight to ten minutes away? Remember that. Yeah. And all of you, and I just want to say something especially for the female audience uh, here in the United States of America. If, if you hear that somebody is a big uh, feminist, feminista, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, women's right. Let me tell you something. If that person doesn't support a female's right to carry a weapon and to have weapons of her choice in her home... They are no supporter of women's rights, okay? If somebody who says that they are uh, supporters of minorities and uh, the protection of minorities, but they don't favor minorities arming up and protecting themselves from the scum of the earth, mm-hmm. they are no friend of any minority group in this country, okay, in this pl- on this planet, okay? And like Ayn Rand said, the smallest, uh, smallest minority on the planet is, in the, is the individual. And if you don't care for individual rights, you don't care about minority rights. So just leave it at that. I'm going to say that. Please watch out. And, I mean, I guess no, no, just remember, no matter how much you comply with, with, these, with, with the Gestapo, you still stand a pretty good chance of getting killed and having it covered up and you being blamed for the entire incident. Moving on from that. Uh, a little bit of positive news, I guess you could say. Uh, I've been lamenting for a long time. This didn't happen in the United States, by the way, because God forbid. Uh, and by the way, uh, the railroad uh, workers' strike was beautiful evidence that the, quote, defenders of the working class don't give a crap about the working class in this country for one minute, including Ocasio-Cortez and uh, Ilya Omar and uh, what is that other one? The, the other one from the squad ladies, the, the hard lefties who weren't hard lefty enough to support striking workers or, or workers who were going to go on strike because they were uh, they you know had demands they wanted to be met. They were like, mm-hmm. get, back, get your ass back to work. Uh, we need those flat screens to be shipped over rail. Sorry. Anyway, from the UK, some good news from our cousins over the United Kingdom. Um, they had us. They staged the first ever strike in the United Kingdom, and they are Amazon workers. So some of you might be seeing a delay in your next day delivery. Remember, this comes oh, at no. a cost. <laughs> they said that war- that robots were being treated better than they are. So the warehouse workers have gone on strike. Hundreds of Amazon workers are on strike in Great Britain. The walkouts mark the first formal industrial action in the country for uh, for the U.S. tech giant. The 24-hour strike began on Wednesday, a minute after midnight. Strikers are expected to picket 
outside the company's site in Coventry in central England throughout the day. At 6 a.m. London time, workers were pictured uh, camping by a bonfire and waving Union flags outside the Coventry site near the Birmingham airport known as BHX4. One poster behind the workers had a slogan, Fight for 15 Pounds, and encouraged workers to join the GMB Union. Another, which was bannered across the fence, the wrong Amazon is burning. That's very clever. Mm -hmm. I like that. The GMB Union, which represents the workers involved, said it expects 300 employees out of a total of 1,000 at the plant to turn up to the walkout. Workers are planning to hold a large-scale demonstration from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. London time. Staff are unhappy with a pay increase of 50 pence, which equals out to 56 cents per hour, equivalent to 5% and well below inflation. Amazon introduced the pay hike last summer, but warehouse workers say it fails to match the rising cost of living. They want the company to pay a minimum of £15 an hour. They also want better working conditions. Amazon workers have raised concerns about long working hours, high injury rates, and the unrelenting pace of work, as well as aggressive tech-enhanced monitoring of employees. Spokesperson for the tech giant told CNBC in a statement that the staff involved represent only a fraction of 1% of our UK employees. The spokesperson said that the pay for Amazon UK warehouse workers has increased 29% since 2018 and pointed to a £500 one-time payment made out to staff to help with the cost of living crisis. One-time payment. Bless them. Uh, Wednesday... Action, Wednesday's action against the firm is the first legally mandated strike to take place in the UK. Amazon's UK staff previously stopped working spontaneously in August and on Black Friday in November. Darren Westwood, one of Amazon's warehouse workers taking part in the strike, said it had been a long road to the day itself, which he described as historic. We all saw the profits they were making during the pandemic. That's what angered people most. Westwood told CNBC via phone call, we were expected, we we're expecting a better increase than what they were imposing. Inflation has soared uh, due to increased energy costs, supply chain disruption, streaming from the war in Ukraine. That's bullshit. Had nothing mm -hmm. to do with it. Nothing to do with it. They conveniently blamed it immediately after it took place. It's bullshit. What a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Consumer prices rose 10.5% year over year in December. In response, the Bank of England has hiked interest rates to tame rising costs. Westwood said that he and his partner are in a reasonable financial position for now, but he worries for other employees, one of whom said was working 60 hours a week to meet mortgage payments. Someone the other day said we're treated like robots. No, robots are treated better, he told CNBC. Earlier this month, Amazon launched a consultation to close down three of its UK sites where its employees, uh, and where employees, excuse me, a combined 1,200 people. The move is not part of Amazon's 18,000 job cuts, according to the firm. Long criticized for labor shortcomings, by the way. One of those labor shortcomings was the piling of boxes to block a corpse on the warehouse floor that we talked about on this show. Yeah. You don't have to be a commie. You don't have to be a socialist to want workers to be treated well, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand why this is controversial because you'll have some conservative fuck talking, well, if they don't like it, they can work somewhere else. You're absolutely right. They can. You're, you're right. However, don't you think it's good to treat... If you treat your workers better, they probably will work harder for you. You know? It's also the right thing to do. It's mm -hmm. morally correct to treat the people who work for you, who you're asking a lot out of, to treat them well. I, I don't know why this is a crazy concept. I, I, I'm absolutely at a loss for people who don't support workers' rights and uh, treating them well. I mean, it's probably because a lot of them haven't worked in a capacity much like that. Uh, that's where that complete lack of empathy comes from. Uh, well, they don't like it. work somewhere else. Or like, you know, when Brian uh, was working for Amazon, he said that the people um, would get injured but uh, wouldn't be able to go to the doctor because they worked, uh, they worked, uh, you know, the day shift or whatever it was, and there's no, there are no doctors available after hours, and they couldn't afford to take time off work, so they just never went to the fucking doctor. Um, something to that effect. It was really depressing. Um, I, we wish them well. I hope the strike works out. I hope more people jump in, and I hope, you know, my my spidey senses tell me that absolutely nothing will happen. It'll be more of the same. Probably. But um, I hope springs eternal. I hope that um, 
I hope they unionize and protect themselves. Definitely. That's what the union is supposed to be there for. And let's hope that that happens. Now, I want to go over something very interesting. Okay? Very interesting today, ladies and gentlemen. This is from the Revolutionary Communist Party here in the United States of America. <laughs> On Twitter, at the RevComs. All right? They're very famous in Cleveland for setting an American flag on fire in front of Trump supporters and Trump bikers, which naturally you can expect what happened after that uh, full-scale brawl. Because, you know... People care about fabric. Turns out people don't like to see the flag burnt. A lot of them don't. Um, Okay, you know, they, they wanted to deliver a message, and they did. This is from... The Revolutionary Communist Party. This is se- this is organizing for an actual revolution. Seven key points. Okay. We're going to go through these seven key points. Hold on, let me pull this up, sirs, and then we can. Uh, sure, sure. Do a share. Share screen. So I'm always interested in seeing what the revolutionary left is up to, uh, just because you know it's it's interesting to see it, and. Um, you know, I don't know if any of it's going to get implemented, but at least to see what they're thinking, right? Maybe Karl Marx would agree with some of it. Who knows? Probably not. Probably not enough. All right? Okay. Let's start with the first point. Spreading and popularizing these key points is also an important part of carrying out this strategy. Number one, set forth and explain in the following basic terms why this is a rare time when revolution becomes more possible, even in a powerful country like this. Brutal and murderous white supremacy male supremacy, and other oppressive relations, the deepening crisis in society and the world overall, including the constant wars and the continuing destruction of the environment, all this cannot ultimately be resolved in any positive way within the confines of the system that rules this country and dominates in the world as a whole. The system of capitalism imperialism. Under the rule of this system, all this will only get worse. The deepening divisions within this country now from top to bottom, mean that those have ruled that ruled this country for so long, the capitalist, imperialist ruling class, right? Mm-hmm. How many times are we going to see this, right? How many times are we going to see this? Or I, I, <laughs> can no longer rule as a uniform force in the normal way that people have been conditioned to accept with the system of government that's an outer shell of democracy, to cover up over the fact that it's an actual capitalist dictatorship at its core, relying on fundamentally on the armed force. Wait, what uh, is the deal with this thing? What do you mean? I'm in the middle of reading it. It's like all backwards and shit. It's from the Revolutionary Communist Party. It's not meant to be. Like, don't, don't worry about it making uh, sense. Okay, I'm just going to stop the share because I can't follow Okay, it. anyway. <laughs> A system of government that is an outer shell of democracy to cover up for the fact that actual capitalist dictatorship at its core, relying fundamentally on the armed force of institutions of official violence, the police and the military. Because of these big chances, because of big changes in this country, excuse me, not chances, in this country and the world overall, one part of the ruling class represented by the Republican Party has become fascist. They no longer believe in or feel bound by what have been the norms of democratic capitalist rule in this country. The other section of the ruling class represented by the Democratic Party has no real answer to this, except trying to maintain the normal way that the oppressive rule of the system has been enforced for hundreds of years, while these fascists are determined to tear up those norms and rule through more openly and aggressively oppressive means without the traditional guise of supposed democracy for all. The crisis in deep Crisis and deep divisions in society can only be resolved through radical means, one kind or another, either radically radically revolutionary or reactionary, murderously oppressive and the destructive means, or radically emancipating revolutionary means. And it's a lot of word salad here. And this resolution could quite possibly happen, one way or the other, within the next few years. I doubt it. The rare situation, with the deepening and sharpening conflicts among the ruling powers and in the society overall, provides a stronger basis and greater openings to break the hold of the system over the masses of the people. This is supposed to be key points. This is, I mean, this is practically a dissertation. Anyway. It's annoying, this yes. whole document. You, you can email them and let them know. I, 
well, I mean, they didn't put this together properly. It's bullshit. It's the Revolutionary Communist Party. They're not known for putting pamphlets <laughs> well together. I'm just saying, it goes like... They're the... here for action, baby. Um, in a situation like this, things that have basically remained the same for decades can radically change in a very short period of time. This is possible and true. This rare time, but this is a rare time, must not be wasted. It must be seized on and have real fighting chance to bring about a truly emancipating revolutionary resolution and not subjected to a terrible reactionary, murderous, oppressive, and destructive resolution. Number two, while recognition of this rare time when revolution becomes more possible, wield the forces for revolution now to impact masses of people in all parts of society. Bring, is that including the bourgeoisie? Wow, okay. Bringing to people the message of revolution, especially in short, which you have not done in this whatsoever. This is not in short. I mean, fuck, we might as well read from the Communist Manifesto. Powerful and popular forms, both online and real life, setting forth why this revolution <laughs> is necessary and is possible and how to be a part of working to make it a reality in hard-hitting, mm. compelling ways. Carry out ferocious struggle against the ways of thinking that keep people chained to the system, winning growing numbers to break with all of that, while also mobilizing masses of people to fight against injustices and outrages that continuously commit that is continuously committed under the system and to stand up against the forces that perpet, uh, that perpetrate and enforce these injustices and outrages. Okay. Spread far and wide the butter. I mean, the inspiring vision of how much better life could be for the great majority of people if millions of people got behind this revolution and carried it through, making it possible to restructure all of society on a completely different foundation with a radically different economic system, and that, of course, is mode of production, and emancipation, emancipating relations among all people as spelled out by the very correctly or concretely in the Constitution for a New Socialist Republic in North America, authored by Bob Avakian. They have a QR code, too, if you want to go ahead and check that out. Um, let me see. Does it work? I don't know. I'm sick of QR codes. I will. I will I'm going to try it right now. Same Z's. All right, let's see here. We got a winner, Bob. I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know if it's going to work. It took me to the used tube. The RevCons. Okay, all right. Comms, I believe. Whatever. Okay. It's this. All right. I don't know. It's hard to see, but it's all right. there you go. I'm glad yours worked. Uh, number three, with something terrible or something truly emancipating as the basic guide, and utilizing the YouTube RNL Revolution Nothing Less show and website revcom.us as key resources, organize people who are drawn to this to grapple with why an actual revolution is necessary, what such a revolution involves, and what kind of society this is aiming for. Involve them in the process of building for revolution in an organized way and being part of carrying it out, point two. Enable people in parts of the country where the revolution does not yet have an organized presence to link up with others and become more part of this revolution. Number four, through this process, build up the forces of revolution, first in hundreds, in areas all over the country, and weld them together as an organized force. Develop and train revolutionary leaders on the basis of the scientific method and approach of the new communism that has been developed by Bob Avakian. All right, Bob, thank you very much. Number five. We are on to number five. We're getting through these seven points. With the, that number, that first one's a doozy. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Wield these organized forces to repeat points one through four. Come on, Bob. We got to do one through four again, on an increasingly larger scale, reaching much greater numbers of people in all, par all parts of society, organizing thousands into the process of building for this revolution, while developing and training growing numbers of high-level revolutionary leaders, powerfully impacting society as a whole, awakening and influencing millions towards revolution. Keep clearly in mind, constantly popularize, and act on the understanding that, quote, everything depends on bringing forward a revolutionary people from among the most bitterly oppressed in all parts of society, first in the thousands and then in the millions is powerful revolutionary force organized from start and consistently with a countrywide perspective impacting all of society and changing the terms of how masses of people see things and how every institution has to respond. Everything must be focused now on actually bringing forward and organizing this revolutionary force. Oh my God, they have a 104 page 
uh, constitution. So, like, you remember the QR codes that we just mentioned? Yes. And yes. one of them took me to the YouTube page, right? Uh huh. So let me do the share screen really quick, and I'm gonna show you guys what All I'm talking right. about. So this QR code right here, yes, takes you to the constitution for the new socialist republic in north america draft proposal is what it's called oh good okay it is a hundred and four pages long okay i'm not even gonna listen this is trash <laughs> but we're not done yet a hundred and four pages how many pages is the communist manifesto i don't know i do know i can tell you right now like but what i'm gonna tell you is this motherfucker who I, I get that the, it's supposed to be. How many pages? Be, um, it's 104 pages. That it, it's a constitution. See, the manifesto is 113 pages. Yeah. I mean, just read this stupid thing. I mean, what are we even bothering here for? I don't know, but what I can tell you is, I get that this is supposed to be a pamphlet, but like, <laughs> if you're going to to put this out for people to download, you you should change it. To view differently. Like, don't give the pamphlet as a download. Like, because you're scrolling through, you're trying to read it digitally. I got to mm -hmm. bounce back and forth. And then, like, it doesn't... Like, I get that it's a pamphlet and it has to be printed a certain way. But, Jesus Christ. Like, all you got to do is, like, p open up fucking Microsoft Word. I do I do this shit all day long. Over, open up Microsoft Word. Change it to two fucking columns copy and paste this shit in there mm -hmm. and save it as a pdf so that people don't have to bounce back and forth like i don't i when i can't find my place and i'm like what the fuck is this this isn't even laid out right i'm not even gonna pay attention to you like your marketing sucks well you know you could always apply for a job at the revolutionary communist party no i don't want to apply you, there you could probably do some work for them i mean i don't know how they're gonna pay you but whatever um Number six, ladies and gentlemen, number six. Once this revolutionary force is brought into being with a continuously growing core of tested and steeled revolutionary leaders, then the crisis in society and the divisions from top to bottom are reaching a breaking point. Everything would then be focused on how to actually organize and wield this revolutionary force to fight to win and to actually defeat the forces seeking to crush the revolution. This will mean carrying out the basic approach for how this could actually be done that is set forth in, quote, something terrible or something truly emancipating, end quote. And then finally, number seven, continue to popularize these key points while actively carrying them out and involving more and more people in an organizing way to do so. Those are the seven points, ladies and gentlemen, seven key points for organizing an actual revolution. It is a massive amount of word salad. I hope that you were taking notes. If you weren't, please check it out for yourself this will be in the show notes i'm sure that you're all delighted to hear that check it out let us know if you're ready to organize i kind of want to drop in on some of these parties to see like i don't know do you think the revcoms would have like a bowling party or something like comrades we're going to meet at uh kent stow lanes and we're going to discuss revolution and also have nachos and we're going to bowl, but we're also going to talk about revolution, comrades. And yeah. like, do you think, like, I think that's a great way to draw people in. Like, I think we should start our own fake communist party. We're going to be called the real revcoms. We're the real revolutionaries. No, we'll call ourselves the... the Until they're, like, you know, they want the fucking Cheez-Its or whatever. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to call ourselves the trots. You know, it, it sounds like diarrhea. Exactly. That's the point. Because we're going to be like, oh, no, we're a Trotskyist organization. We keep it short, though. Like, we call ourselves either the Tater Tots or the Trots. And um, we are going to discuss uh, worldwide continuous revolution like Comrade Trotsky believed in according to the orthodox principles of Marx. And we're also going to have it at Stonehenge in, in Akron. And we will bowl, comrades. Um, and we will have the nacho platter. And... Fried. That somebody else fucking pays for. That somebody else pays for. We'll find somebody to finance this revolutionary action of corn dogs and nachos, comrade. I think it's a great idea. It's a hell of a grift. I think that it would be a lot of fun. Um, but, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to end on that, the seven key points. 
I think we should come up with our own key points uh, well, for they, Trotskyism. They lay out these document, this, uh, you know, uh, what you call it, constitution. Sorry, yes. I lost my train of thought. No, it's fine. Um, so they have this constitution and they lay it all out. Yeah. And, like, they're going through, the, you know, and, and the titles for the sections mm-hmm. are so long that it's like, no, the section should not, the title should not be that long. So section four uprooting national oppression and overcoming gaps between regions and other great differences there's two paragraphs that fucking title is so long i'm like i don't even know what that means like i'm just gonna move on right and then there is the mental slash manual contradiction section five yes article four the economy and economic development in the new socialist republic in North America. It should be in the new socialist republic of North America, right? Mm-hmm. Like gra- grammar-wise, am I reading that right? I mean, read it again. It says the economy, the economy and economic development in the new socialist republic in North America. Not of, yeah, they got it right in. Okay. Yeah, they're all right. They're okay. They got that part right. Okay. It is too many ins for me. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, the system of public state ownership is the foundation of the new socialist economy. That's one section. The socialist economy practices comprehensive and unified planning. It just sounds like a course that I don't want to take. You know what I mean? It sounds like a class I don't want to participate in, a seminar I don't want to be involved with. Yeah. I don't... It's a lot. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. And and with that being being said, if you want to join our trots, uh, our tater tot trots group, let us know. We will be meeting for a bowling party and to discuss the uh, continuous revolution that must take place according to uh, Leon Trotsky and bowl. And somebody else has to pay for the and nachos. Somebody else has to pay for the nachos. We, the proletariat, are not paying for anything, comrade. We will have to find a, a bourgeois benefactor, much like uh, <laughs> Karl Marx did in the name of Friedrich Engels. Um, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show today. Um, once again, we appreciate the support. Thank you very much. If you wouldn't mind sharing, distributing, signing up for the bit shoot, that would be great. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll be back uh, once again next week, probably back on the separatist bandwagon. We got some. We have a lot of work to do on that one. I'm um, working on a couple of guests here coming up. We will be fulfilling our promise to take care of the cryptids. We're looking at next month. February is going to be here before you know it. We'll be taking care of that. But I'd like to thank our patrons and of course the sponsors, which I paint Akron, Team Mandalore, Ray Faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. And um, yes, a shout out to, to Ray. She's helped me recently um, with some old pictures and photo editing and some good suggestions. So I'd like to thank her for that because I've used her suggestions and they've worked out well. So thank you, Ray. Not surprised. Very talented artist, uh, great digital creator, uh, created our new lo- our uh, new art for the show. So tremendous, tremendous artist, uh, trained artist, uh, educated artist. So uh, and proud we are of her. Uh, so we have Ray Fava Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes, Team Mandalore, Keeping Cycling, Very, Very Weird, I Paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. I'd also like to thank Vandalay Industries, number one, Latex Import-Export, New York, New York, Talk to Art, and, of course, AgorasNexus.com, the premier sponsor of the used guys in that podcast you can find a lot of like-minded individuals on there such as jeremiah harding of course dag and uh brandon from agorist nexus themselves agora farms check them out wonderful wonderful group wonderful people and we're grateful for the support ladies and gentlemen what show of ours would be the same without talking about soap Mainly the detergent that you're using that you purchase from the store. If you're a guy, I understand. Fellas, listen up. I get it when you go to the store. We want to try to ma- maximize our dollars, right? We see a soap and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we have, you know, this, you know, eight and one. It'll wash dishes in your dishwasher. It'll wash your car. It'll degrease an engine. 
It's also shampoo. It's, <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's like an eight and one. Fuck a baby formula or something weird. And it's conditioner. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to your body. Be good to the largest organ you have, which is your skin. Check out Akron Apothecary, my friend Todd and his very gay soap. This is homemade, cold pressed soap made from supple, soft, gay hands to your supple undercarriage, fat folds. Um, you know, overhanging uh, flab, you know, dung ditches, the taint. I mean, Valentine's Day is approaching rapidly, comrades. And while the revolution may not take place, the war against your stink will always rage on. It's like Leon Trotsky and the permanent revolution. This is a permanent war against the stink that is all over you. If some of you are of the proletariat, you're working hard down in the ditches, you're shoveling shit, you're working in logistics, warehousing stuff. Guys, I understand. Folks, I understand what the stink is. I understand all of that. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to the people around you. Wash yourself with Todd's Gay Soap because Todd's Gay Soap is soap for that ass. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. We'll catch you next week. Thank you very much for your time and for the support. Love you very much. And uh, take care of yourself. We'll see you. Bye.